1 Timothy 6, starting in verse number 5. Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. You say, Pastor, what in the world are we preaching on this afternoon? I'm preaching on content through who I am. Now, as we look into the Scriptures, it was a couple weeks ago we were in Colossians chapter number 3 and looked at the subject matter of Christ, who is our life, if you remember the two messages out of Colossians. And we're making our lives all about Christ and finding our identity in Christ and not anyone else or anything else. And we made mention a couple weeks ago how we're in a society that there is such a, a gender identity, but it goes beyond just gender. I believe that there is an identity issue across our nation today, and not just about gender and not just in the world, but I believe that there is an identity issue even sitting inside of our churches today. And you say, well, what do you mean? Are we dealing with that? And I told you it's not just about gender. I believe that there is severely lacking in Christians today on this subject matter of being content with who they are, who they are in Christ, when Christ who is our life shall appear, that our life ought to be wrapped up in Christ, realizing that you are a child of God, I said that on Monday concerning the funeral that long before Miss Frida was anyone's wife or mother or friend in many cases of what was sitting there, she was a child of God. And being content in that, and there's nothing that can take that away from us, is it enough to be part of the family of God and to be a child of God Or what are you lacking in your identity today? Listen, whatever you're lacking, it can be found in Christ. And I want to look at this subject matter today on satisfaction in contentment, not always striving and stressing over being someone else or gaining something else. And we see that here as we read down through, and I'm just going to take a few moments on this this afternoon, because we have the subject matter of contentment that is being dealt with here, and we're told what godliness is not, 
We're told in verse number five that that some supposing that gain is godliness, which we looked at on two Thursdays ago that we understand Paul said, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And everything about our lives dealing with Christ. And so I want to look at a couple things here about this being content through who I am, not what I have. Have we found out that desiring to have more, I believe it was Rockefeller that was asked one day on how much money is enough? And what did he say on that? Never enough and one more dollar. Always going after one more. Can I say if that's where we find our contentment, we're never going to be contented here on this earth. If our contentment is found in our friend circle, then listen, we're never going to be content because our friend circle is never enough. Can I say as a pastor that if my contentment is found in how many people are sitting in church on a Sunday, then I'll never be content Now, I'm not saying that we ought not to be striving and abounding unto every good work. I think we ought to strive forward for the cause of Christ. But my satisfaction ought to come, and I'm not saying that it always does. I'm not going to stand here and say that I'm the perfect pastor, and all God's people said amen. Not the perfect preacher, I understand that. But if my contentment only comes from how many people that's here, then listen, I'm going to walk out every Sunday, and I do this anyway, but it's not for contentment, and start counting up how many were not here because of sickness or or not able to be there or illnesses that are going on in their life. And I'll spend the rest of my week, week trying to say, hey, I need to get more people there. That's not where contentment comes. As a pastor, can I say this on Sundays? And once again, not in a perfect scenario every Sunday with me, but my contentment should and most often does come from knowing that when I close this Bible come one o'clock on a Sunday, that the three times I've opened it that day, I've given out exactly what the Lord has told me to give and close my Bible and head to the house and say, Lord, I'm content that I did the will of the Lord contentment with who I am in Christ. And I want to see a couple things that we notice here. First of all, I want us to understand that our spiritual condition directly affects our contentment level. Our spiritual condition. You say, you say what do you mean? Well, if we're focused on the world... We're not going to always be content with the things of God. You understand what the Bible says here, verse number 6, look what it says. But godliness with contentment is great gain. You say, what's a good definition of godliness? I simply wrote down, and this is just for me, it helps me. When I'm looking at the subject matter of godliness, I wrote down that godliness is having the characteristics and attributes of God in your life. Really, I should say just the characteristics of God in my life. I can't have the attributes of God except for some of them. As far as love, I can't have omniscience. I'm not all-knowing. But the love of God I can have in my life, the peace of God of who He is, 
godliness having the characteristics of God in our lives, I believe would bring us to the point of focusing on God and not on ourselves. So when we think about this matter of identity and being able to be content and our spiritual condition that is directly affecting my contentment level, I believe it's only true biblical Christianity that can bring true contentment to a person's life. You say, well, why is that? Because every other religion that's out there, we're always trying, they're always trying, not we, they're always trying just to be able to do more works, to be able to raise themselves up to a level of maybe God will get pleased enough with me to be able to give me eternal life or maybe after a certain period. It was said to me this week and it wasn't the time or the place to be able to try to get into a theological discussion and tell them you are absolutely wrong in what you just said. But someone made this statement to me. They said, you know, I've been doing some more reading and studying about this subject matter of purgatory and how long that that a soul has to stay in purgatory before they're allowed into heaven. And they said, you know, that when we start looking at the time and they tried to bring Bible into it about, you know, like our, our life is only like a, a minute when it comes to in light of eternity, a day is with the Lord as a thousand years. That's what they were trying to get to. And they, they tried to bring that down. So, so really in the scope of everything, someone might just be in purgatory for a minute. Well, that's not so bad is what they were saying. And so as politely as I could, and I said, you know, because they said they were reading their Bible. I said, keep reading. I said, because that's not all that the Bible teaches is a day is with the Lord is a thousand years. And I said, there's a whole lot more in the Bible. I said that you get to. And I said, when you keep reading the Bible, purgatory isn't in there. And I said, even the Apostle Paul said, I would rather to be absent from this body and to be present with the Lord. I said, not in a holding pattern in between. I said, the thief on the cross, and I didn't get into all of this, but I'm thinking the thief on the cross, Jesus said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Not waiting because you're in a soul sleep or a holding pattern until you get to go to heaven. And I thought, you know, it's truly only Bible believers understanding who we are in Christ and what we have in Christ that can truly make us content as we're living here on this earth. But listen, our spiritual condition directly affecting our contentment level. If someone is not content or walking with God, and they're seeking the things of this world, they're not going to live a life of contentment while they're coming through. How could it be that the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter number 4, and we'll get there in a few months on Thursdays, but how could he say, I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content? He had just said, listen, I've learned how to be abased, I've learned how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, 
I've learned to be content. He was sitting in prison with absolutely nothing. And he said, I just want to let you know, I'm content. Well, if his contentment is based upon the things that he has in this world, if his identity is based upon what everybody else thinks he is, how many times did the Apostle Paul write to the churches and say, a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ? And we would say, well, that's not a very good identity. That's not easy. He, boy, that just doesn't do much for his self-esteem. That doesn't build himself up that much. Oh, yes, it does. Because it's not based upon what he had or where he was in life. His contentment was based upon his spiritual level at that point. That's why we've got to be so careful, especially going through this time of year. Boy, if we're not careful, our spiritual level just tanks during this time. You didn't get what you were expecting to get. The decorations didn't come out like you expected them to come out. Your gingerbread house looks nothing like it does on the picture. If our contentment's based upon all those things, remember what Jesus said back there on the Sermon on the Mount? He said, listen, after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now listen, he wasn't referring to gingerbread houses, okay? I don't want you to put those two things together. Well, in the book of Matthew, pastor said he was talking about gingerbread houses, and that's what the Gentiles seek after. No, he's not talking about gingerbread houses, okay? He's not talking about Christmas decorations. He's talking about the things of this world and possessions that we're going after and saying, I've got to have them, got to have them. No, spiritual level determines contentment. He said, after all these things do the Gentiles seek, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Contentment. Their spiritual condition. Let me ask you something. Your spiritual condition today, godliness with contentment is great gain. How much do you feel you've gained today? How much do you feel you've gained over the past week? Well, I haven't been given a thing. You don't have to be given something to gain something. Godliness with contentment. So have you become more godly? Are the characteristics of God more evident in your life or in my life? If we're content with who we are in Christ and understand, I'm a child of God. I'm a joint heir with Christ. You can't take it away from me. Hey, I'm a believer. I became the child of God. I just went through that lesson, and uh, we went through it in the end of March. I believe it was March the 22nd, and I'm just remembering my dates because I just changed it on the Bible study lesson I took into the prison. We're in 1 John chapter 3, and the first three verses that says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Listen, that's who I am. That's my identity. And as soon as I start realizing that, my spiritual condition is sure going to affect my contentment. You see, it's not about these things. We get into it right down here. Let me share a second thing with us. Not just our spiritual condition directly affects contentment, but look what he says down here in verse number 8. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. And I simply wrote down, simple supply affects contentment. You say, well, I don't have all the things that I want. Do you know what the Lord is interested in as far as in our lives? He, he said we need to be content. You've got something to eat, and thank God you've got clothes on. 
Two things, food and raiment. You say, well, that was probably a misprint. No, Jesus said the same thing back in Matthew, by the way. You say, well, we shouldn't worry about having a roof over our heads. You know, Jesus didn't. He didn't have a place to be able to lay his head. God took care of things. Oh, we're supposed to all go sell our houses now. No, that's not what the Bible's teaching. But we've got to understand what the Bible is teaching is if you've got things above food and above raiment, listen, it's a blessing of the Lord to be able to walk in and to be able to have a roof over our heads. Our, our identity and our contentment doesn't come from those things. But you know something? We can sure thank the Lord for the blessings he's bestowed. It was once said, and this was as we were traveling several miles and around the world, that if you wake up this morning and you have more than one meal, then you're actually probably richer and more well-off than 90% of the world's population. And we say, but I didn't eat what I wanted to eat. Well, there was nothing in the house to eat. Isn't that what teenagers say? There's nothing in the house to eat, and every cupboard is full. No, what they ought to say, they're looking at each other right down front here. I can see that. What you ought to say is, there's nothing I want to eat. That wasn't an option when I was growing up. There was one day, and I only did it once. I, on, on this thing, I was a quick learner. I'm not a grits person. You're a grits person, aren't you, Brother Mike? Mike? Yeah, they're grits people. I, I'm not a grits person. You know what grits taste like? Whatever you put on them. Not a grits person. So because I'm not a grits per, I'm not a cream of wheat person. Now, I might have just lost some of you, okay? I'm not a cream of wheat person, and I took that for a breakfast one day. Can I say I had that for breakfast? I had that for lunch. I had that for supper until it was gone out of that bowl because I chose it. My mom was not taking that and dumping it in the trash. I could have said there's nothing in the house to eat. No, there's nothing in the house I wanted to eat, and I realized that after I took the first bite of cream of wheat, and I never made that mistake again. We're so spoiled here in America, aren't we? Listen, I'll forego breakfast if all you've got is cream of wheat. I can make it till lunch. Not a problem. We're in America. There's a McDonald's on every corner if I need to. Hey, I know cream of wheat's better for me. It's not a health class. I get it. But can I say this? Simple supply, listen, affects contentment. Are we not content unless we have everything under the sun? And I know, and, and every parent saying, I hope my kids are listening. We're going into the Christmas season. You ever heard the statement that the only difference between men and boys is the price of their toys? And we go through the same thing. It's not just kids that say, I want, I want, I want. But us as adults get to the point of saying, I want, I want, I want. When the Bible is trying to teach us, we have a mansion waiting for us on the other side. There are mansions in heaven. We have eternity with Jesus, a street that's paved with gold that's waiting for us in heaven and our simple supply down here ought not to be the barometer of our contentment level. What should be? We have Jesus. 
and who we are in Christ ought to be able to satisfy us, I've got Jesus. That's why the Apostle Paul could sit into a prison. Now listen, it's the same writer that's writing right here in 1 Timothy. And can I remind us? I know, he's writing to a preacher. Guess who this was preached to long before it was preached to Granite State Baptist Church? It was preached to Timothy first, because that's who it was written to. Then it was preached to me as I was reading it and said, listen, if I need it, I know the church needs it. Contentment, our supply. Listen, when we start looking at contentment, it's all about what we have in Christ. And he says down here, it's about food and raiment. It's not about being rich and tempted. Now, does anywhere in this passage, and we can read it again, anywhere in this passage say that money's wrong? That possessions are wrong? He doesn't say that in here. He doesn't say it whatsoever. Let's read it again, okay? Now, look at verse number 9. I believe we're dealing with the desire. Look what he says, verse 9. But they that will be rich. I believe in dealing with the desire of heart. That's what they're desiring. I will be rich. Fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the for money is the root of all evil. Oh, that's not what it says? No. I'm glad that money's not the root of all evil. We need money to live, don't we? But the love of money, instead of what? Love of Christ. The love of money is the root of all evil. Look at this. Which while some have coveted after, they have erred from the faith. Why? Lack of contentment. Hey, you show me that job that's keeping you out of church and you're choosing to be there. I'm not talking about a schedule that's just rotating and you got to be there. We're talking about condition of heart here. Okay? And I I believe we're okay. There's times Brother Dwayne has to fly on a Sunday. But I will say this, he'd much rather be sitting beside his wife in church than 35,000 feet in the air. We're not talking, we're talking about, hey, I can't wait till they throw overtime out there and I can take it on a Sunday and I can make more money. Hey, there's some that covered in after that, you're erring from the faith. I just need more of the almighty dollar. Instead of being content, be a husband, be a father, be the wife you're supposed to be, be the mother you're supposed to be, be the Christian you're supposed to be, content with who we are in Christ, and not allow supply to affect our contentment. We have Christ. Paul was sitting in prison writing both that I've referenced, Philippians chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 6, sitting in prison, writing, and say, hey, let me talk to you about contentment. I believe if there's someone that can write about contentment in a rough time, it would probably be Paul, wouldn't it? Contentment. But what it came back to was not what he had, but it was who he was. And it wasn't that he was the apostle Paul, is that he was a child of God. And I'm asking the Lord, if you'd help us, Lord, See who we are in Christ. See our position in Christ. Christ is our life. We're a child of God. See who we are and then say, you know something? Things of this world, they're just going to pass away. They're just going to be gone. Hey, 
moth and rust going to corrupt? Thieves are going to break through? Some people talk about all kinds of, boy, I'd like to have this treasure in my house and this treasure in my house. You know something? I look at it and say, kind of glad I don't have them. If they break in, what are they going to do? I mean, yeah, they might take memories, but there's absolutely nothing in my house, really, besides, a, I, maybe I shouldn't say this publicly and we're on air, except for some firearms that might I might not be able to replace, and that's just because it's sentimental, because of who gave them to me, okay? But I'm just saying, not much in there. But I will say this, you take my Bible, will you take my walk with the Lord? Say so you can't do that anymore? Boy, you, you, Pastor, you're not allowed to pray. Now that's taking something. Trying to anyway. But I thought our position in Christ ought to be so far above anything that this world has to offer. You know why? Because we're going to be with him for eternity. This is just lasting a few more years. I'm saying, Lord, would you help us to realize that? Who we are in Christ, contentment, our spiritual condition. You say, well, I'm not very content then check your spiritual condition. You say, well, I don't have very much. You can still be content with a little. We love to sing the songs, don't we? Little as much when God is in it. But we don't want to be in the position of little as much. We don't want to be in the position of a meager supply. How many of us would be content? Elijah was of just go make a little cake with a little cruise of oil and a little bit, and that's what we're going to eat every day, and that's what God provided. We'd all start complaining like the nation of Israel, wouldn't we? Walk out every morning, pick up some manna. Oh, it's not very much. We don't even have enough to have leftovers. I'm saying, Lord, would you help us? Listen, realizing who we are in Christ, godliness with contentment is great gain. Having food and raiment, let us therewith, let us be therewith, content understanding it's not about this world it's not about these things it's about eternity not the things that are going to pass away and lord help us to focus on those things and i believe it'll make a difference in our lives draw closer to the lord the things of this world they won't matter